Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, Dr. Fiona Lovely here. This is Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. I hope everybody's well. Now, if you're listening to this podcast in uh, shortly after it's released, it's getting to be mid-December 2017, and we're well into the holiday swing of things. And, um, you know, I'm finding myself just being so frantic and panicked and stressed over everything that needs to be done uh, f- before the end of the year for the business, um, for uh, family celebrations, for you know preparing the Christmas decorations and presents, and um, that's what we celebrate is Christmas. And um, you know, I think what I was feeling, what I have been feeling, is what a lot of you are feeling too. And um, I thought, my God, there's got to be a better way. We've got to be able to uh, embrace the point of the season, the traditions of the season, um, the social atmosphere of the season in a way that doesn't seem like it's forced or we're feeling like we have to do it when we'd rather just tell everyone to saw it off, basically. Um, Because, listen, that's what perimenopause does. It makes you a little bit antisocial so that you you can pause and say, okay, what have I done in the first half of my life that I no longer wish to continue until the second half of my life? That's what the transition of perimenopause is about. It's like a spiritual maturity for women. But a lot of the time, that just makes us want to tell the world to get lost so that we can just be um, solitary. It's sort of like, uh, I think it's sort of like PMS, you know, in that way, or even puberty, is you have periods where you absolutely must have connection and you have periods where um, you don't want to see another human being for fear that you might inflict violence upon them. So that's sort of what perimenopause is about, except we've got this, you know, need to have responsibilities and most of us have jobs and children and relationships that we must behave ourselves in, I suppose. Um, Anyways, so I've been thinking about how I wanted to end the year um, from the podcast point of view. And recently, as I was rushing about, like we do at this time of the year, I happened to be listening to a podcast from a gentleman who is actually the CEO of the Happiness Institute in Copenhagen. Um, and he uh, studies um, a Danish tradition which is central to the happiness of the people. And this tradition is called Hygge, and it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Now, I encourage you to Google it because there's all kinds of um, fun things available online about Hygge. And um, since I heard this concept, uh, I thought, oh my gosh, I I need to study this a little bit. So um, I've done a bit of a dive. I'm going to share the high points with you today because I think it's going to bring us, it has the opportunity to bring us back into the holiday spirit 
without being an antisocial asshole, basically. <laughs> I don't know. Is it just me? Do other women feel this way? Is it just me? I, I'm pretty sure it's not just me. Anyways, okay, let's talk about Hugo. So, um... The Danes are some of the happiest people on the planet, and there's been several studies that have shown uh, they regularly rate in the top three, I believe. Um, and they have this tradition called Hygge, and what it means is basically, there's a few, it, it's a hard concept to really define, so let me give you some some uh, terms that either uh, I have heard from uh, Mike Wicking, who is the, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, so if you're Danish, I apologize. Um, his name is spelled M-E-I-T. K-W-I-K-I-N-G and he is again the CEO of the Happiness Institute. He's written a book called um, The Little Book of Hygge, H-Y-G-G-E in case you want to look it up. Okay, so he says, um, Hygge is the tradition of taking pleasure from the presence of soothing things, the art of creating intimacy. He uses the term cocoa by candlelight or coziness of the soul. And so basically the idea is you create yourself an atmosphere. You cultivate a coziness, which um, it definitely lighting is, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little deeper on how to do this in here in a moment, but you definitely want to change your lighting. You definitely want to be conscious about who you invite to hygge with in case you, you can hygge by yourself if you want to. Um, but you can invite friends and family, and I think that's part of the point here is that connection and community. That's such an important point, part of what we um, do as humans is we're part of a tribe. And it's really easy, it's easy for us to forget that when we're busy pursuing our own endeavors. Um, and other people can just be a bit of a complication. Um, but the truth is we need the tribe, we need the community, we need it for our spiritual and emotional health, we need it for our adrenal health, um, it's certainly part of our evolution and biology. Um, it's also one of the things that predicts, uh, predicts mortality in seniors is you're more likely to live longer if you have a great community of friends. And get this, one of the best things you can do for neurodegeneration or brain degenerative uh, um, uh, disorders, things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, oh my gosh, MS, there's a pile of them, is partner dancing. Okay, so dancing with a partner. Now, I grew up in a... Um, uh, a province uh, called Saskatchewan, um, middle of sort of middle of the country, kind of west of middle, I guess, and it's a farming province. And so, uh, and my my family history is wheat farming, um, and um, I certainly have spent lots of time at family and friend wedding anniversaries birthday parties and that was a big part of it you had a dance floor and either you had a band or a dj and you danced with your dad and your grandfather and your uncles and you know the other friends in in the community and so um you know, I feel very blessed to have had that as part of my uh, upbringing, but lots of people did not. So now that I live in the city and I, you know, I, I'm not anywhere near that community anymore, it's sad. I miss that connection. And uh, um, 
Anyways, so if you're in a community where you can do that, please, I encourage you to do that. It turns out it's actually really, really good for our health. Isn't that just awesome? So like community and connection, a super important thing for human beings. So let's go back to Hugo. So embracing small pleasures, the art of creating a nice atmosphere. Um, the gentleman who wrote the book talks a lot about candlelight and food being a part of Hugo. And he described a scenario where he said, imagine you're in a cabin and the only light is firelight from the fireplace and you've got candles burning perhaps and there is super stew on the stove bubbling away. That's Hugo. And he said, he goes on as he's describing this moment, he says, asks his friends, how could this be any more Huguenish? And they, they said, if there was a storm outside. So again, that coziness. And a storm can be different things depending on where you live. We've got a beautiful record-breaking uh, December so far. So we were outside in short sleeves, which let me tell you, for Western Canada, in the middle of December is really unusual. Um, but anyways, we were, uh, my husband and I were doing yard work yesterday <laughs> uh, in our in our t-shirts. Um, very unusual, uh, which means we'll probably pay for it later, but <laughs> that's a different story. Anyways, it's that experience of having a blizzard or a windstorm or a rainstorm or whatever a storminess looks like wherever you are. That can be part of your your Huga moment for sure. So it is said that the more we have of something, the less pleasure we derive from it. So the truth is we have too much noise, too much stuff, too much stimulation. Our calendars are packed full because we let that happen. Our email box is full. We've got a full roster of text messages to respond to. And we've asked for that as women in this time in our evolution because for a lot of us, it makes us feel important and validated. And we got busy and just like we asked for, and we've achieved that. So please give yourself permission to say, hey, I did that. Now I'm going to choose whether or not I want to continue doing that. Or if I want to back it down a bit and be a little more specific about what it is that I choose to do with my time. So acknowledging that that job was done well, and then honor the opposite, the flip side of all that busy mint is quiet coziness. So when you're uh, considering uh, setting up your moments of Huga, okay, again, talk about the, let's do um, uh, lighting. You want it dim. Your sounds, you want natural. You want stuff that's minimal. Drinks, are necessary but not necessarily alcoholic so that's up to you a cup of hot cocoa by the fire um, you can have others that's again that's really good for that whole community piece that I was just speaking about and how it's really good for our heart and brain health to be connected to others but you can be playing cards by candlelight uh, which just makes me smile the idea of that uh, you can be having a, a quiet board game, if you wish, um, with friends while you're sharing, you know, hot chocolate with Baileys in it. Come on. Or a glass of red wine. Fantastic. Or if the red wine gives you the hot flashes, then make a white wine. You know, just 
do whatever your heart calls you in the moment. I just, I don't think you can get the huga wrong. I just think as long as you're cozy and you're feeling comfortable and it's dim and quiet, you can't go wrong. So um, a few things to help you develop the huga. Uh, candles, uh, cozy socks, blankets, a fireplace, a book. You can do it in the bath. You can have company. You can choose not to have company. And for God's sakes, when you get there after setting this all up, just breathe and enjoy it. Don't feel like I need to be doing something more or I have to cultivate this more. Be easy about it. Make it a pleasure. Get yourself into that holiday spirit. And I think that's the point. Find the pleasure. Accept it. Don't push it away as you take breath in to receive. You must give too. So it's receive, give, receive, give. That's the way that the rhythm of Mother Nature is. We give so much as women. We take so little time to receive. This is one of the ways you can do it. Give yourself back something, some peace, some peace of mind. This is where the beautiful creative ideas come anyways. And maybe you don't have to have those creative ideas. Maybe you just have nothing but peace. And oh my God, doesn't that sound great? Because I promise you, mid-February, when the weather is shitty and everybody's a jerk and you just want to be alone but you can't be, you could think back to these moments that you've created over this holiday season and really give thanks for those moments. And any time of the year, you can create these moments of coziness, but you'll have the memories to fall back on in times where things are really crazy because it will get crazy again. That's just how it is. But this is one time of the year in in our society that we can really start to downshift into pleasure and nobody's going to give you trouble for it. And if they do, you need to find some new people to hang out with is all I'm saying. So give yourself the permission to rest, to get cozy, to enjoy the quiet or the company. And remember that the Danes are some of the happiest people on the planet. And that's what you're aiming for is just peace and quiet and happiness and embracing the small pleasures that don't cost you a thing. So, I thank you for listening today. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. I'm so grateful for you listening to me this year, 2017. I have uh, great things planned for 2018. Uh, The way I do my work is evolving. And undoubtedly, what will come out of that will be new topics that need to be addressed in women's health. And open communication between women in, in a safe manner that allows us to feel authentic and understand that what we're going through is not, it shouldn't be isolating. We should be coming together and saying, hey, you know what? Me too, sister, me too. So peace to you and your families and friends, your chosen loved ones, and I will speak with you soon. You can always find us on Facebook, Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Until next time. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. 
No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.